Welcome to the AccuSprout Podcast, where it's my mission to help new practitioners of Chinese medicine navigate from school to career. I'm Stacy. I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, podcaster, coach, and creator of Magical Networks. Be sure to check out all four pillars of the podcast where I cover case studies to sharpen your clinical skills, mindset Mondays to support your mental health, new practitioner interviews to prove that you are not alone, and all things business from launching your practice to negotiating your pay if you choose to be an employee. This podcast is made possible by our sponsors. So if you would like to support the podcast, be sure to check out the sponsors page on the website to claim your special AccuSprout offers. When I first started my practice, I was actually kind of a disaster when it came to my books. I hired an accountant who actually laundered money from another client. So I went on a quest to find a bookkeeper who really tailors to and loves working with acupuncturists. And I found Sarah at Horizon West Bookkeeping, and I'm feeling pretty fortunate. Sarah offers acupuncturists and the AccuSprout community a couple different packages so that she can meet you where you are. If you're new to practice, she can come in and do what's called a QuickBooks startup package for you, where you get pretty deep discounts on QuickBooks for about four months. She sets up your chart of accounts, assists with linking your bank accounts, makes sure that all the transactions are imported, and then teaches you how to use it with two hours of one-on-one training. It's a killer deal. She also offers cleanup packages and catch-up packages. Not catch-up packages, guys. Catch-up packages. And a monthly package, which is what I use. And I find it quite affordable and so, so, so worth it because, honestly, I never, since the beginning, have been able to keep up with my bookkeeping. You can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with Sarah to make sure that you guys are the right fit for each other. And you can do that at horizonwestbookkeeping.com forward slash AccuSprout or look for the link in the show notes. Today's episode is also sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your acupuncture practice. Jane offers flexible scheduling options that match the way you work. You have the option of offering one-on-one online sessions for initial consults, meeting in person, and scheduling staggered appointments to accommodate treating patients across different treatment rooms. Jane has you covered. Keep the relaxation going with a seamless checkout experience using Jane's PCI-compliant payment solution, Jane Payments. You can collect patient credit cards securely through your intake form or at the time of booking with an online booking payment policy. This can also help reduce no-shows in your practice. It's a win-win. And Jane's unlimited SMS and email reminders can be sent automatically before each appointment as an extra layer of no-show protection. To learn more about how Jane's helpful features can help you power your acupuncture practice, head to jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team. Or if you're ready to get started, head on over to accusprout.com forward slash Jane. And remember to use the code accusprout1mo at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Business can be rejection. Business can be people not hearing you. Business can be people completely ignoring you. Business can be your offer of help multiple times to deaf ears. And it's much easier to handle that if you don't take it personally. It is not personal. It is business. People are busy. People 
Maybe you need your help as an acupuncturist, but they're not ready. You never know what's going on with other people. So don't assume that it's all because they're rejecting you. Welcome to the AccuSprout Podcast, where it's my mission to create a supportive community for new practitioners of Chinese medicine, while I give you the information and inspiration to help you grow towards your vision of success in your first couple years of practice. This is Stacey Whitcomb, and I am your host. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to give you six ways to boost your mental health so that you can feel confident and get out there and start your own practice. But first, I want to talk about self-confidence a little bit. So self-confidence is something that a lot of us lack when we start a new practice. And it's, it's really normal. It's okay. It's just important that you keep going and that you have some good coping skills to get you from the beginning to the end. Lack of self-confidence in the beginning is something that most of us go through because how could you possibly know what you're doing when you've never done it before? And we just exited an institution where people were standing next to us for three to four years telling us exactly how to do the things that we were learning how to do. And one of the things that happens when we leave school is that obviously there's nobody there anymore. And on top of that, while we may or may not have had some pretty thorough business education in our schooling, our focus was not actually on business. It was on medicine. So we may not have had our heart in the business sections of our schooling. And now you're placed in this position where you want to practice medicine, but you're on shaky ground with business. And the two have to work together. It can really bring up a lot of trauma again if you've had any trauma in your past. Because starting a business oftentimes feels like a whole lot of unsettled emotions, rejection, insecurity, fear, imposter syndrome. It really can stir the pot, especially if you've experienced anything in your past that is relatable to this. So if you have some PTSD around these issues, it will come up again. And so today, I really want to focus on giving you the six top coping mechanisms for mental health for starting your new practice. While I have experience in my past with business, I also have extreme PTSD and experienced a lot of trauma in my childhood. And every time I make a big change in my life, it stirs all of that up again for me. And I want to talk to you about that a little bit because I think that most of us actually are, quote, wounded healer archetypes who now want to heal ourselves, go into that journey, but then also help other people heal. So that's exactly what I'm doing here for you as well. But because I've been through a lot of this and cycled through times in my life, I feel like I have a really good groundwork 
for helping new practitioners get focused, learn how to deal with your emotions and keep moving forward and to build the practice of your dreams. So there are some principles I want to address in the very beginning before I get to the six coping mechanisms. First of all, be kind to yourself because you are starting another new adventure that you probably don't know exactly how to accomplish. And that is okay. That is just where you are. And there is help for you. You just have to be open to it and look for it and really choose what resonates with you. Being an entrepreneur is actually really vulnerable, especially straight out of school, because you may be questioning your own skills as an acupuncturist. And then you want to stack on top of that all of the unknowns that you have when it comes to business. I know you're already exhausted and it it can be really daunting. It can cause some big emotions. Taking the path of an entrepreneur is a really courageous thing to do. And you chose it, whether you know it or not, before you went to school. Because this is a business where you have to run your own show if you're going to actually make enough money down the line to pay off those loans. So being an entrepreneur is a very vulnerable place to be. There are a lot of feelings that come up. Most often, do you feel fear? Are you afraid to get yourself out there? Are you afraid to ask for help? Are you afraid to open your own practice? Are you afraid to sign a lease? Do you feel rejected when you talk about acupuncture to your neighbor and they don't care? Do you feel rejection when you try to collaborate with another local business and they won't answer your phone calls? Do you take this all to heart? You might question yourself about what to do next because you're afraid that the next thing you do will also fall to deaf ears. It's really challenging to get out there. So here are my six mental health coping skills for launching your new practice. The first one is focus. I often see new practitioners put the cart before the horse. In other words, you may think that you've done all the nuts and bolts of the setting up your business entity and getting your bank account, or maybe you haven't even done that yet, but now you're already on to finding a lease space and trying to get patients in the door. And this isn't conducive actually to getting your practice going. This is actually a way to slow it down. So one of the first things that you need to know is you need to know what you want and So I encourage you to sit and write 10 minutes at a time what you want in your practice, what you want in your personal life, what you want in your future, what you want in your family, what you want in your bank account, what you want, all of it. Write it all down because you're fitting your business into this picture, not the other way around. What I see often, and I really do see this often, are acupuncturists who are burnt out, who've been in acupuncture practice for three to five to 10 years, and they're burnt out because they're not seeing who they want to see. They're not doing what they want to do. They're doing things that they absolutely do not want to do, like bill insurance or seeing patients that they don't enjoy. And you don't have to do that. So I encourage you to start from the very beginning and list everything that you want. So from there, you'll know what you want with your business. And then you create a step-by-step plan and you make some decisions on where to start 
and where you're going to finish and then add another column column for ongoing ideas because they will come along as well. And you just start chipping away and taking action. One of the best ways to build your own self-confidence is to stay in action on these goals. I also highly encourage you not to necessarily hinge your happiness on getting patients in the door, but hinge your happiness on your constant dedication and commitment to your action plan. When I was younger, I was really into cycling and I raced. I did mountain bike races. I raced in triathlons. I raced road bikes. But the biggest thing that I did was a half Ironman. And the training for a half Ironman takes a year. And I wasn't really sure. It was kind of out of my wheelhouse. I knew how to train for mountain bike races, but I didn't know how to train for a half Ironman. Oh, and for those of you who don't know what a half Ironman is, it is a triathlon that is considered a distance triathlon. And the total distance is 70.3 miles. And so I think it's, I, I am not going to give accurate quotes here because I can't quite remember, but it's like a 56 mile bike ride, a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles. And the rest is the swim. You do the math. I don't math. But anyway, and you work out usually twice a day. <laughs> and so I hired a coach because I wasn't sure how to get from point A to point B. But once we had a plan, I knew exactly what I needed to do every single day to accomplish my goal. And I set them up in mini goals. So I knew where I needed to be quarterly or monthly. And I just stuck to the action plan. And the rest, in other words, the race was just fun. <laughs> it actually really was fun. So I encourage you to, to envision your practice the same way. You're going to create a plan. You're going to want to, you're going to choose something that sparks you. You're going to create a plan and then you're going to break it down and you're going to stick with the plan every single day. And that is winning because that will drive the patients to you. And that will get you, what you where you want to go. It's the same. It's the same as getting to the race. So that is focus. And you need to stay focused and consistent in order to create success. So lastly, when you're in this process, you have to make a lot of decisions. So many of the things like you create your plan, well, part of your plan may be build a website or pick a point of sale system or choose an office space. I encourage you to make decisions with your heart, right? Don't make decisions out of fear. So definitely meditate and get yourself into parasympathetic when you make decisions, but make them quickly because ultimately it doesn't matter. You just need to keep moving forward and everything will work itself out. But a lot of times, especially in the beginning, we overthink things insanely, especially academic type humans. So make your decisions and move on. Make your decisions and move on. Make your decisions and move on. You don't need to go backwards and think that this other electronic health record system is better. Just commit and move forward. Later, you can change things, but let's just get you up and going and seeing patients and creating an income. And then you can go back and kind of tweak things later. But in the beginning, just make a decision and move forward. Okay. So focus is number one. Number two, is remembering your why. Why did you go to school? Why did you why do you want to treat patients? 
Why do you, I don't know, you fill in the blanks. Why? Why are you doing this? What motivates you? Are you doing this so you can feed your family? Are you doing this so you can travel the world? Are you doing this to make money? Are you doing this to fulfill your life's purpose? Are you doing this because it feels good to help people? You need to get to your why. And you're going to have to come back to your why often when you feel a little beat up because you are going to feel a little beat up sometimes and you will need to refuel yourself and remember your why. So be sure to wipe, to wipe your why down. <laughs> be sure to write your why down. Sometimes when you do scary things, it's easier to put yourself in the mindset of it's more important that I do this and just do it, even though I'm really scared because I'm not really in the end doing this all for me. I'm doing this so other people can benefit. So even though I'm scared, even though I feel insecure, even though I might get rejected, the end game is that I want to help people or the end game is your why. The end game is, well, even though I feel scared, I still need to support my family and I really want to do a good job of that. So remember, it's not about you, which sounds crazy, but it's really not about you. And it's all about you too. So anyway, okay, number three, you need to have a business mindset. This one was a huge help to me because I am sensitive and I felt rejected and I felt depressed and I felt insecure and I felt like nobody wanted to work with me. And I felt like the acupuncture community in this town was rejecting me. And I felt like nobody could hear me and I just want to help people and nobody cares. <laughs> I felt these things. I felt these things, but that's personal. And that's based on my past. That's based on my PTSD and my lack of self-confidence. The truth is you need to separate business from personal. Business can be rejection. Business can be people not hearing you. Business can be people completely ignoring you. Business can be your offer of help multiple times to deaf ears. And it's much easier to handle that if you don't take it personally. It is not personal. It is business. People are busy. People maybe need your help as an acupuncturist, but they're not ready. You never know what's going on with other people. So don't assume that it's all because they're rejecting you. They are not, probably. So here are a couple things on that note. People can smell fear. People can smell desperation. You can see that coming a mile away. I've seen it and I've done it. Get yourself in a parasympathetic state and then address the collaboration phone call. Because when you're relaxed and you sort of don't care if this works or not, people get excited about working with you. But if you're desperate, people smell that stuff a mile away and they don't want that. <laughs> so be careful how you approach situations. Do not approach them out of desperation and scarcity. Approach them with confidence that you are ready to work with people and people should want to work with you and will want to work with you. And if that person says no, that's fine. You're going to go knock on another door or ask another person and the right ones will show up, but you can't work out of desperation. There are some seriously painful lessons out there for that type of mentality. So once again, I'm going to come back to the sports thing because business mindset is very similar to sports. And I'm going to go back to training for road bike races or training for races in general. 
when you race, when you are a runner or a triathlete or whatever, at the beginning of the season or the year before, you pick the races that you want to do for the next season. Now, this is all very similar to business. You pick and you create this vision of where you want to be a year from now and how you want to perform a year from now. And then you break up your training into about three different ways of training and you slowly build every month on that. And as you go along, you may get injured. Then you have to make adjustments into your schedule. And in the meantime, you're training every day and you show up every day and you're consistent every day because if you aren't, you will not finish that race and you will fail before you ever get to the race. So then the day of the race comes and then it's over. And then you start the process again, hit repeat, choose the goal, set everything up, commit daily. It is the same. And you will have bumps and you will fall and your bike will break and all sorts of things will happen along the way, but you have the race in sight. So that goes back to your why. That goes back to knowing where you want to go and knowing what you want in your life and committing to an action plan. The confidence that I will finish that race when I chose to do a 70.3, a half Ironman, had no idea if I could even finish. And the goal for that, since it was the first time, was simply to finish. I didn't know, but I committed every single day, twice a day, to getting better every day and finishing the race. And I did. It wasn't pretty, but I did it. And you can too, but that's what it takes to get what you want. Okay. Number four is perfection. Perfection is something that I think a lot of us really suffer from. And I identify with it strongly, simply also because of my upbringing, whatever, my own trauma, yada, yada. But perfection is something that really slows me down. And perfection is something that I daily have to continually find coping skills, recognize and adjust for. But I want to just say this about perfection. If you can get into your mindset, just this simple term, progress over perfection, then you will keep moving forward. If you get stuck, if you're trying to find the perfect office and have the perfect electronic health records and look perfect and treat people perfectly and make your website perfect before you do the things, before you see patients, before you go present to people, before you do your social media marketing, you will never get there. As much as you will never be perfect, you will never get to the end goal because it is such a downer and it slows everything down. So the term that I have rambling in my head constantly is progress over perfection. Progress over perfection. Learn as you go, learn as you grow. You will never be perfect. Number five, let go of the past or let go. What do you need to let go of to move forward? What do you need to let go of to move forward? A lot of times we have stories in our head about how we failed and how we're not good enough and how we don't know what we're doing so we shouldn't try or how whatever your story is about your past, about your shortcomings, about how you can't talk in front of a group. Gosh, you know what? 
I was scared to death. My biggest fear is speaking in public. So what did I have to do? To get here, I had to let go of the past. I had to let go of perfection because these podcasts are not perfect. I had to let go of what other people think of me. I had to let go of a lot of baggage that I was carrying in order to be here. So I encourage you to take a look at what you've got hanging on to you and figure out what you need to let go of in order to move forward. And then what story do you need to tell yourself so that you can keep moving forward? Let go of the past. That's number five. Lastly, number six, comparison. Social media marketing, social media makes this so hard, so hard, especially when you're out and you start doing stuff and you see your other fellow students who recently graduated and where they are and what their social media marketing looks like and what their website looks like and that they just bought a house and they just had a baby and they just got married and they just ate this or ate whatever. It is evil. So I encourage you, if you feel poorly, when you look at social media, do not look at social media. I'm not even kidding you. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. We all know social media is not necessarily truthful and we have no idea what other struggles those people are going through. Never, ever, ever compare your 10th step with somebody else's 100th. Here's the deal about comparison. It is a practice because we all do it. It is a practice like yoga, like meditation, like Qigong. Practice a different way of thinking. When I find myself doing this, I have to turn the trigger off. I compare myself to geological. Why would I do that? I'm nothing like Michael Max. He's my friend, by the way. So I'm not really bagging on him. I'm just saying we're different. We're very different. What he puts out is is incredible. And sometimes I just can't listen to it because I compare myself to it and I compare my podcast. But other times I look at it and I take things away from it. Like, ooh, I like what he did there. So do that when you can. Just understand your mental space when it comes to comparison because it can be really damaging. So be careful, be careful, be careful. In closing, I just want to give you Two other kind of words of wisdom, distilled wisdom to get you going, to keep you going. I built a tiny house on wheels um, right before I started school. So this would have been 2013, 2014, I don't know, 2013 or 14. And I hadn't built a tiny house on wheels before. I hadn't built anything. I didn't even know how to use power tools, but I knew I was going to do this thing and I was committed. And I found somebody to help me. And on the first day, he handed me a drill. He gave me instructions or he handed me a saw or something. And he gave me instructions. And I stood there like a deer in the headlights looking at him because I was so scared. And he looked at me and he said two things. Don't worry. No matter what you mess up here, I can fix it, which would not be nice to have in your life everywhere. But the other thing he said is we just start at the beginning and finish at the end. That's all. That's all. So I really want to encourage you to simplify as much as possible and just start at the beginning, at your beginning and finish at the end, at your end. Create your vision of success and get there. And lastly, this is how you don't fail. Don't quit. Don't quit. That's all.
Thank you so much for listening. If you guys could please tell another student, tell another person, tell another new new practitioner about the AccuSprout podcast, that would mean the world to me and it would really help another person. So thank you again so much. Until next time. That's it. That's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. And if you appreciate this podcast, it would be amazing if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a great review. And if you don't like what I'm doing, then that's okay. No worries. Just skip it.